there's something about, you know, is a really important element is the client, my relationship with my client, right? I feel like I would spend the time with them and ask the question so I really get to know their business. And that makes me a much better marketer for you, right? If I understand, oh, this is exactly what their product does and this is who it works for and why it works and all these things. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have John Denunzio of Squarely Digital. John, super excited to have you on the show. Hey, it's great to be here, Gresh. Thanks for having me. Yes, super excited to have you on and, and want to talk a little bit about all the awesome things that John's doing. So obviously, before we jump to the interview, I'll read a little bit more about him. And John runs Squarely Digital, a digital marketing agency that specializes in content marketing and pay-per-click advertising. The company's mission and John's passion is helping small businesses navigate the complex and confusing world of digital marketing so that they can attract the prospects, leads, clients, and customers that they need. John founded Squarely Digital in 2013 after more than 20 years in journalism, and most of the time was spent at the Washington Post, where John worked on both the print and the website and sports department and news-wide roles. John lives in Alexandria, Virginia with his wife, Pam, daughters, JJ and Ellie, and dogs, Duncan and Nutella. John, super excited to have you on. Who doesn't love a dog named Nutella? Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we we adopted her with that name. She was too old to change it, but we love the name. Hey, hey, that that would it, I, they would have a, a, a easy way into my house if I had a dog named Nutella. So it's right. a smart way to kind of get them adopted. So I love that. Uh, so are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Well, let's make it happen then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Sure. Um, so you mentioned in the bio, I was a journalist for, you know, since I left college, my, most of my career had been in journalism. And I worked first on a print, you know, I, I worked before there was an internet really at first. And then uh, I worked on print well into the 2000s and I kind of got the, the digital bug. I had a friend working on the, the website of the Washington Post, and I was like, how do I get over there? And I did eventually move there. And when I got to the digital side, I just really fell in love. I love print journalism, but digital really spoke to me. Um, it's more immediate. It's more interactive. You know, you, you actually see what your readers are doing, what they think, you hear what they think. And it just it was a charge for me. I really liked it. Um, so. That's part of my backstory. Another part is I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My father started a business when I was about 13. That he grew into a really successful business. So I always had that kind of thing in my background. I'm like, that, that seems cool. So there came a time when I was working at the Post digitally, and I was like, I'd kind of like to have my own thing. And now that I'm in digital, I see how feasible it is, right? Startup costs and things like that are a lot lower in digital. I was like, this is there's not a huge barrier to entry. So I was like, ah, maybe I could do something using the digital skills I've learned here and help other businesses be successful too at the same time. So if I could have my own business, I could do continue to work in digital and help other people's businesses. That's like a win-win-win for me, I felt like. So I got started doing that about 2013 and I've been doing that since. 
Absolutely. I love that. So I, I know we touched on a little bit on how you're working with and serving your clients. Could you take us through a little bit more on what that looks like and how you serve the clients you work with? Yeah, sure. So, and this it blends into my backstory a little bit too. When I started, I was like, well, I can do a lot of different things. Like I worked in social media some at my old job at the, at the post. And like, so I was willing to do anything that a, a, for an early client would come by and say, can you help me with this? Yeah, I'll try. I can do this. But over the years, I've kind of learned my real specialties and things I can help customers most with and my clients most with is content marketing and pay-per-click advertising. Um, pay-per-click advertising, you know, most of what I do is Google ads. The ads you see when you search something on Google, top of the page, there are three or four ads up there, maybe one or two ads up there, that sort of thing. And that's something I learned early in my career, in this second career of mine. Uh, and I've really liked doing it. And I've found I can offer a good amount of value to people. But there's certain businesses that it really works well for. And then content marketing was a natural to do and to continue to do as I pared down some of my other offerings, because again, we just talked about it. I, I know content. I know how to create something that grabs a reader's attention early, keeps them engaged and, you know, provide some value and that sort of thing. And, you know, part of it's under, about understanding your audience as well. And that's something else that I brought to it. So I probably, you know, pay-per-click's easy to explain. People get that, that that's the ads. I help you run your campaigns. A lot of people find it complex or time consuming and that's, that's where I come in, right? And I can do it. On the content marketing side, what I really help people do is create those ongoing campaigns, which is like, okay, you're gonna do two blog posts a month or you're gonna do three blog posts a week or whatever it is. And you're gonna do an ebook every so often and we're gonna do this and I will help them create it. I will create it for them. We'll work with a third party, but I'm gonna make sure that you have a good plan. You have sound principles behind it and you're creating that good content that shows up in search. And when people find you, they start to know you, like you, trust you. And they slow it, that, that content brings people down the funnel, right? And they, so it works best for a, a company that doesn't convert people immediately, but they have customers who are researching and you're providing that content that's basically showing you're an expert and you offer a good product or service that's a match for certain people searching on those topics. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. That's definitely an art in and of itself. And would you consider that to be what I like to call your secret sauce? Um, it could be for yourself personally, the business or a combination of both. But do you feel like that or a combination of that is what sets you apart and makes you unique? You know what? I really think the things that make me unique. One, I run a small, nimble operation where if I'm paying and when I'm working with other contractors and things like that, we're paying super close attention to what's going on with your campaign. And if there's an issue and we see it or you see it, we act and fix it quickly. You know, I think with bigger companies, there's a longer process for that sort of thing. So we're able to do that and really be laser focused on you and your needs. So that's one part of the secret sauce. But then I think a lot of it and probably a bigger part of it goes back to journalism again. One, marketing is telling your story, right? In an engaging, meaningful way. And so working as a writer and an editor really helped me get better at that. You know, I can figure out those questions. You know, what are people going to find interesting about this topic? What are they, you know, how do we explain why it's important? Those sort of questions are things I did all the time in my old, my old life. So I, I can do that now really well. And then also there's something about, you know, there's a very, really important element is the client, my relationship with my client, right? I feel like I will spend the time with them and ask the questions so I really get to know their business and that makes me a much better marketer for you, right? If I understand, oh, this is exactly what their product does and this is who it works for and why it works and all these things. And, you know, it goes back to, again, my journalism career. I always, a story I love from early in my uh, 
uh, journalism days is an editor assigned me to an auto race. I knew nothing about auto racing, but I ended up interviewing one of the winners and it, they did, made some fix at a pit stop, right? That let them go ahead and win in the final few laps of the race. And I asked a ton of questions and I got it down and like made sure I understood. And then my editor told me afterwards, man, I would have never guessed you knew you didn't know anything about cars. And I'm like, well, that's a win, right? I did it right. And so that's kind of the approach I've taken with most everything. You know, I might not know everything about your business and your industry when it starts, but I'm going to spend the time and we're going to get, make sure you, I know it really well and I can tell your story and it's going to seem authentic. So that's, that's, that I think is the secret sauce there. Nice. I, I love that. And would you consider that to be kind of like the, what I like to call a CEO hack, which can be an app book or habit, but it's something that makes people more effective and efficient. Do you think that's, you know, the hack or is there part of a hack of making sure that whatever you find that you can lean into and you're comfortable with to lean more into that instead of trying the, the latest and greatest or whatever it might be? Well, you know, I might've said that, but then you just said something else that spurred another one of my favorite hacks that I hadn't thought about before uh, until recently or until this interview, I guess, is using what you find and like i'm big on repurposing i'm big in marketing on you know if you're writing a blog post there might be two or three nuggets in there that make great tweets or something like that use that or if you've written a few tweets about a topic turn that into a blog post later you probably do it with it with this podcast right you take a long podcast interview and then you pick little bits out of it and use it for other parts of your marketing and things like that so i'm big about that use what you have and what you create and get a lot of mileage out of it because you know if you just write a blog post and you never go back to that topic you've done a good job maybe but you haven't gotten anywhere near the mileage out of it you can you know you got to ring the ring it out and and try to use it as many places as you want because as you know online people's distract uh, attention is distracted right they might see something, they might not see it. Even if they see it, they might not pay attention to it. So if you put the, your messaging out there in different forms and different places a lot, it's going to make a big difference. I would say, yeah. yeah, so repurposing is one hack. If I had one other CEO hack, I'll, I'll put in a plug for my favorite book right now, which is The 12-Week Year. I don't know if you've heard of this by Brian Moran. That is kind of my Bible of planning. Um, the concept of this is that you plan for 12 weeks at a time. Right. And you break that 12 week period down into weeks. And so you have maybe two or three big goals for those 12 weeks. And then you figure out what are my tactics that I'm going to use to accomplish these goals. And you put them into the different weeks of the 12 week plan. And that's that guides you the whole way. And, I, you know, I started using it last year. And I think it's just a great organizational system, a great way to think about things. If you plan for a year and you say, I want to do all this in the next 12 months, that's probably too long. Right. So many different things are going to happen. But if 12 weeks is kind of a good number. So that's my other little uh, my other little hack is the 12 week year by Brian Moran. I think it's really worth looking up if if your listeners are looking for something, you know, to help in that that kind of productivity planning, accomplishing your goal space. So um, I always ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this is a little bit more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell your younger business self if you were to hop into your time machine or you might tell your favorite client. Okay. Yeah. So this is probably, this is something I would tell myself or it probably, I don't know. I think it applies to younger entrepreneurs and especially solopreneurs, which, which I cer certainly was seven, eight years ago was just me. And my, my nugget is keep your clients in the loop all the time. Even if you have a client who never asks for reports, never really checks in, doesn't seem to care when you email them or call them and tell them about something, you know, they've never, they don't really engage with that stuff. 
you still let them know, make a regular schedule, send them a report, send them an email every week, every two weeks, whatever seems right, and make sure um, you got to tell them, here's what I'm doing for you. Here's how it's helping you. And here are the results we're seeing. Because while they might not seem to care, half the time you send it, three quarters of the time they send it, every client gets that, there's that day for that client where they're like, is this spend really worth it for me? And if they are boss or someone is asking them, why are we spending X amount a month on this marketing campaign? You want them to have that answer top of mind. Right? Well, John's campaigns deliver me 15 leads a week. That's why we're doing this. And so that's why that's why you do it. I'm, I've made the mistake before. I think I made it once, really, and I didn't make it again. But I knew I was doing a good, good work for a client, but I didn't really talk to them that much. So when it came time for them to think about changing gears, I didn't have a lot of ammunition to tell them, no, no, stay with me. So that's my that's my thing, right? Stay in touch. Let them know, even if they don't seem to care. Even if you're virtual, and you know, when you're virtual, there's almost hardly any connection there, right? Sometimes with and a lot of us in marketing and doing these kind of things are working virtually with clients now. So you've got to still connect with them and say, hey, here's what we did last week. That's my nugget. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So John, what does being a CEO mean to you? You know, I have two. Short answers. One, if you're a solopreneur, to me, being a CEO instead of just being a consultant is you're spending time working on your business and in your business. I know it's a cliche, but it's a really important thing that, and a delineation or difference in the in the two kind of roles here between consultant and CEO. If you're a CEO, you're doing all that work for your client that they ask, but you're also always thinking and balancing how am I growing my business? What's my next step? How am I making this all fit so I continue to thrive? I continue to get opportunities. I get my business to where I want to be. So I think that's it when you're by yourself. Now, when you have a team, as I had a big team back when I was in journalism, I don't have as much of a team now. I think being a CEO is putting your team members in position to do their best work, to grow professionally, and be able to achieve their goals. I, that's that's really what I want to do. You know, with whatever time I have left working, you know, you know, it's hopefully a long time. I would love to be able to help people who find digital like I found digital and really love working in it. Let's find a way to turn that into a career. Let's find a you know a way to take that and you know really go go with it. And if I've learned a few things and I can pass them on and help you do that, that's that's what I think a really good CEO would be. You know, I'd be a good CEO if I did that. Awesome. 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 Well, John, truly appreciate that definition. And of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I want to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you, find about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Sure. So I'd say two things. One, I publish a newsletter roughly twice a month, the email newsletter, and I offer tips on how to succeed with content marketing and pay-per-click marketing. And I do both of these things and I'm in the, those two fields because I think I'm good with words and numbers. So the, the email newsletter is called Keywords and Numbers. And if you go to squarelydigital.com slash email, you can sign up there to get the get the email newsletter. Um, I think it's it provides some value and uh, you get a feel for how I market myself as well as how other people do a good job of marketing and you can apply it for your own business. Uh, the other thing I'd say, and I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. If you look up John Denunzio on LinkedIn, uh, John J O N Denunzio D E N U N Z I O. Uh, follow me, uh, link you know, send me a connection request. I think it's also the address is LinkedIn.com/slash/in/slash/John/Denunzio. So I'd love to see you on LinkedIn participate in the conversations we have there. Uh, that that'd be great. That's really it. 
Awesome, awesome. Well, I truly appreciate that, John. We're definitely going to have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can get a hold of you on LinkedIn and also find out um, that, that awesome newsletter. I love the name, Keywords and Numbers, and I think nice. that's so, you know, such a great play on words as well, too, and the value that you provide there. So just definitely appreciate you for all the work you do, obviously, the time you took today, and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Hey, thanks, Christian. Thank, I really, really appreciate you having me on. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.